Hello and welcome to the very first ever 9-5 Adventure Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron. Hopefully my wife, Kim, will be on on future episodes to bounce things off of. Probably be more enjoyable than just listening to me. This one's going to be solo for this episode because I want to make a podcast. So I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing. You know what? I'm already having fun. We're 19 seconds in. I'm having a blast. That's all that matters, folks. In life, that's what matters is having fun. little background into 9-5 Adventure. The name... Why we call it that is me and my wife both have nine, five, nine to five jobs, nine to five jobs. We have full-time jobs. It's more than nine to five, but nine to five adventure sounds good. We both have full-time jobs. And we post on Instagram the pictures. Shout out to Kim. She is a great photographer. And she loves taking photos. So we post the pictures of our adventures. You know, cool shots from where we go. We hike to hard, remote places to get to. Some easy, some hard. But we get cool photographs of our adventure and we post them because that reminds us and brings us joy. When we're at our full-time jobs, since we don't have our dream jobs yet, and I said yet because we're constantly in pursuit of that. So hopefully throughout this podcast, we'll be announcing one day that we have our dream job. But until then, we look at our Instagram. It reminds us of the fun we had on these adventures and gives us ideas for next adventures that's what we use it for we use it as a tool to feed our brains the awesome views of the world and the different people you meet in locations and talking to locals and things like that so we post that sort of thing we don't post uh i sent four emails out ate a salad and watched Grey's anatomy tonight so woohoo you know no drama on our instagrams that's what we post because that feeds our soul we're all about positivity you know keep it positive who wants to be down in the dumps all the time so we have these these pictures on there and our friends text me all the time saying i wish we could how do we live a life like you guys live you're always on vacation you're not always on vacation you know us we work super hard we just take our work trips and then when we're done working we go on vacations we take weekends and we go on vacation sometimes we take half a day on Friday and go on vacation whatever we can work in holidays, you name it our hobby is hiking, backpacking, adventuring, swimming anything outdoors and CrossFit and I say whatever your fitness fancy no judgment zone here as long as you're moving it's all good just that's what we found that we like But anyway, we do all that stuff as much as we can, as often as we can, to fill our soul with positivity. And they think we're on vacation all the time. So I wanted to make a little site for my wife's photos because I think they're amazing. Kim's shout out again to her and her ability to take incredible photographs. But I started this site and posted post pictures up on there for like her artwork and uh, of our adventures. Because I want to tell people that, hey, you can have a 9 to 5 and still go out and see the world. You don't have to leave your dream job to see the world and have as many adventures and see cool places as possible. You just have to set your mind to it and go. And it's real easy. You just say yes to an adventure. And you just go out there and you do it. And that's that's the most important thing. That's the best way to do it. So that's how it all started. We do so many of them and we're gone so much doing these adventures with the kids and with just solo, just us two, constantly filling our time with that, that, you know, that's where the name came from. I said, what do you think of 9-5 Adventures? She's like, that sounds good. Uh, It's the best impression I can do of her. Oh, it sounds good. Good job. So, yeah, 
that's how we came up with the name. The first adventure that uh, adventure that I was going to talk about or go over today. We just got back from Maui. And I don't know why I said adventure. See, that's already getting choppy. I'm already... This is the first episode, so it's going to be clunky. Who cares? But we just got back from Maui. That's the point. We just got back from Maui. We're on vacation. Second time in eight months that we've been to Maui. One was a full vacation. One was four days. Totally worth either one, either way you want to do it. But uh, we liked it so much the first time we got back, and I asked my boss when I could have off ne- the, the next year. So that I could go back to Maui because the place is amazing. Hawaii is incredible. We want to live there. A piece of our souls live there full time. So I guess that's okay. That'll work. Uh, we will we will be back in the future. But it is possible. I never thought I'd be going to Maui once, much less twice in eight months. So for anybody out there that thinks they can't go, I'll never go to that place. Yeah, you can. Uh, we did it over an eight months thing. It seemed to work even better this time it was amazing we had the best time we did all the stuff that we can think of we still have some things that we want to do so we have to make a return trip there's going to be a three-peat at some point in time but yeah hawaii is amazing and uh we learned a lot we learned a lot from the first trip so to start it off the travel there flight's kind of long about nine hours of flying over there and we learned a lot from the first one. First off, we flew on the way over there. Didn't realize... Well, I mean, we realized how long it would be, but we didn't fully realize how long it would be. Packed our meals. because We try to eat a little healthier, and I'm trying to stay away from gluten. At that time, I wasn't, but uh, still try to eat a little healthier and on the healthy side. And we packed all of our meals, and we, you know, being thrifty with that, and we like to eat our home-cooked stuff anyway. So we've got our meals packed, bag full of full of food, and going through uh, the TSA. When you have a big old bag of food, if anybody's listening to this, here's travel tip number one: if you take the food, which I highly suggest on your trip to Hawaii, otherwise <laughs> you'll either spend a lot of money or you'll be starving sitting there the whole time over there. But if you're taking food, take it out of your bag as you check it because they will pull your bag aside and go through everything everything in that bag and they told us when they would go through it and they see all the food and they laugh at us like this is a lot of food like yeah we're hungry humans uh they said hey just take it out of your you know if you take it out of your bag it makes this go process go a lot faster i just inspect the container and it goes on so did that this time Smooth like butter, baby. Just like Tribe Called Quest. Like butter, baby. It was awesome. Went through the TSA check lines. No problem with... They they saw the two containers with food in it. Two of the little slide trays with food. That's what we take. Just to give you a perspective. We slide that through and they go... (laughs) They laugh at us and go... Man, y'all did it upright. So, that's the way to do it. Take your food out, people. Put it in a separate tray... TSA will love you for it and you'll pass right through so get on the plane we're flying over there uh, we, we got up at 2am from our house and went to the airport that we were flying out of in Austin, Texas and shoot over there as soon as we land we like to do fitness do some sort of working out or adventure because 
it just gets you acclimated to the area. It seems like it gets your everything back in balance. So we hit up Maui Extreme CrossFit. Shout out to them because they're awesome. Uh, it's like our home gym over there. Every every gym's pretty good over there. Any CrossFit, but that's where we're going to go. All the people there are so nice to us. It just feels like that we're we're members there. So that's where we went. Went there first. Uh, knock out a workout once we get in. Um, Whole Foods, pick up our groceries for the condo because we cook while we're there. Pick up like odds and ends little grocery stuff, uh, stuff to cook for lunches and whatnot and snacks. And then off to the condo, load the condo up, maybe hit the beach up. That's what we did for the first day there. Uh, long day of travel, the time changed, all that stuff. It's... We, we did our best. Like, we're trying to stay up as late as we can on that first day so that we can get acclimated to the time and not be up at midnight, 1 a.m., and starting our day so we can fill our day with cool stuff. So that's what we did. We stayed up as late as we could. CrossFit, Whole Foods, that's a staple. Any adventure we have, you can guarantee if they have a Whole Foods, we're hitting it because we don't have one in our whole town, hometown. And we like to spend money on groceries from them. So that's where we went. And we got all the yummy food and we went back, stocked our thing. Had a great, great trip there. Smooth, smooth, smooth. No hiccups this time. Great. Day two, beginning July 4th. July 4th was when we went out there. Awesome. Going to go to Lahaina Firework Show. Uh, that's the plan. Go around the, the island there, see the blowhole and some beaches, pick up some banana bread. And you start our day with another little CrossFit class. And we meet this, uh, meet this older guy. He's probably in his 50s. Probably in his 50s. Super fit. Guy had an ab for every year he's old, I think. He was super fit. But he, does, he, he works out basically just to make sure that he can go do all his fun things. He surfs. He hikes. He does all these cool stuff. So anyway, we were talking to just chit-chat with him, telling, telling him you know, where we're going to go, what we're going to do. And he's like, hey, on your way to the blowhole, there's this ranch. And when you get to the ranch and the sign, take a left. And then when you get to the bridge, there's going to be an opening in the grass. Park there and walk down that trail. You're going to get to a waterfall with a little swimming hole in it. It's really cool. Locals know about it. Awesome. Gave us his phone number. Said, text me with any other thing that you want. But he goes, check that out on your way there. So off we go after class and head that way. We're driving around the island. We're going to, it's kind of like a, I think it's, two-hour drive, two-and-a-half hour, three-hour drive around to back to Lahaina from there. So we're going to make the whole day up, hit some beaches along the way, and end July 4th celebration at Lahaina. And that's the plan. So we start on our way, and we, we find that little grass thing at the bridge. And uh, first of all, we had to ask another local getting out, like, hey, is the waterfall down there? And like, yeah. So is that, is that the entrance? Because there's no sign or anything. It's just a, it is just an opening in the grass by the bridge so <coughs> excuse me sorry about that cough I don't have any sort of muffle or anything so you're just going to get that it's raw here on the 9.5 Adventure Podcast um, so we go we start walking down this thing and there a Y in the road in, in the path and oh man went down the wrong one first so then we don't see them they hike faster and they faster through and by the time we get back to the trail, we don't see them. We meet up with this other guy. 
from California, San Diego, I believe. Hope I got that right. Cool dude with his dog. And I asked him about if there's a waterfall. We asked him if there's a wa- the waterfalls down there. He said, yeah. So followed him the rest of the way on the hike. He's going down there. Talked with him about life on Hawaii and what he does and his life story, which is pretty cool, as is most people is on the, on the island. is, You know, they just pick up and they go for, they just figure it out. Like, hey, love Maui. Go back, pack their stuff up, move, and just say, I'll figure it out when I get there. It's pretty cool. And it's pretty cool how it works out. And uh, he had been there for four years. So we hiked with him. Good conversation. I actually got to see a blue crawfish. Anybody who watches Brave Wilderness knows blue crawfish, awesome. If you don't watch Brave Wilderness, I get nerdy and dorky. My wife, Kim, calls me a dork all the time. She's constantly saying I'm a nerd. So I nerd out about things. And I do. I get dorky about it. I'm like, oh, look at this blue crawfish. So we got to see that which was awesome down the creek, I must add. Um, so to keep moving on, we follow the trail down this river, and he said it would be about 15 minutes in. It was about 20, 30 minutes in, but fun little hike. There's this bamboo forest right in the middle, which is so awesome. Bamboo covered the whole thing over your head. There's bamboo as far as you can see. It's nice and cool. It's awesome. Such a cool little thing to walk through that. That's the cool thing about Hawaii. Every single different type of ecosystem, it seems like, is there, except for snow. But we're walking. We walked through the bamboo forest. We're, we're having a great time chit-chatting, and really conversation led us where we didn't even realize we were hiking. We get to the end, and there's this awesome waterfall with a little swimming hole. I mean, it's beautiful. There's a picture posted up on the, the 95 Adventure Instagram and it's so cool because there was like one waterfall and then it goes up to another little pond little thing and then another waterfall and then another waterfall above that 150 feet up just waterfalls so super cool like just visual awesome we hung out there really chill the guy's dog would play fetch forever if you did just throw a stick in the water it was so so awesome had conversation with some locals there and uh, then hiked back and continued on our journey. We went around. My wife's quest for the best banana bread in the world exists full-time. So every adventure we're trying to find the best banana bread in the world, especially on Maui. It seems that, that seems to be the goal there at least, I should say. There. We don't really do that in Utah or anywhere else. But there we're trying to find the best banana bread on the planet. And so far it seems to be at this coffee shop. Paella Coffee Shop in Paella, obviously. But uh, Paella Coffee Shop, super cool place. Uh, very chill, good coffee. If you're ever there, shout out to them. But go there, get banana bread. It's delicious. And we, I can't remember the name of the shop, but there was this Hawaiian gentleman there that would just make you smile ear to ear. He was hilarious and awesome. It's just a, in a great mood. And he's selling the world's best candies and banana breads and whatnot on the way it's just these remote things like in the middle of nowhere in these little towns um he's sitting there at this stand and we buy this little coconut stuff it's chunks of chunk chunks 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 of coconuts about like if you cut the tip of your thumb off like that big look at your thumb imagine that hacked off at the knuckle the chunks of actual coconut that big uh little bit of sugar and water he said that's it. 
and that's what it tasted like. And it was amazing. Had to force ourselves to stop eating this candy. It was awesome. The banana bread, wife said, was so-so. She she liked it, but Paya Coffee Shop still takes the the cake on that, or till still takes the bananas on that cheesy dad joke for that one. But the coconut candy was so good. If you're ever driving through there, get that coconut candy. It is amazing. You won't be able to keep yourself away from it. It's awesome. So uh, we we can continue on. We do a couple hikes. We see the blowhole. Waves aren't real big, so the blowhole do, you know doesn't don't get that good of a a picture from it or whatever. But I mean, we get a pretty good picture. But it's not going as high as what you you know you want something gnarly when you're there. But it was still beautiful. The water super blue. We're up a, up atop all these cliffs and volcanic matter as I like to call it and just like just beautiful so we hike down to that we hike all around there and then we find a beach to go to the first beach because we want to lay out and we want to get sun we want to swim in the Pacific Ocean my favorite ocean so far to swim in because it's amazing Um, get out there we find this little just remote beach with like two little camping sites there's no sign for the name of the beach. It's just like a little access and a cool little campsite. It was kind of a rocky beach, so uh, good for snorkeling if you like that. But it was kind of had a little bit of rock in it. You could walk, you could walk out there. But um, some shoes or you know boogie board to float out on or floaty or just run and jump and swim out there and snorkel would be the best way to do it. But cool beach, very pretty. It was a cove type thing where there was two little, you know, it was in this little cove of stuff where you could see the cliffs and just a beautiful atmosphere. Not too windy. Hung out there, read books, uh, walked around, looked at some tide pools. Again, got dorky trying to find animals and wildlife out there uh, just to look at and explore and see in person and watch them. So it was a good time. Laid there. Head our way back to Lahaina, and this is where it gets kind of funny on this first day, is that our plan is to go to this 4th of July. We hear about it even here in the States. We hear about, or in, in the States, in, on the mainland, we hear about this Lahaina 4th of July uh, party and fireworks show and, and the, the thing. So we get there. They tell us to get there early. We get there early, but it's still packed. So many people in Lahaina. It was awesome. But first order of business, food. And they have Paella, uh, Paella Fish Market. They're in, uh, in Lahaina. Must go to. Wife gets the salad with a, with a filet of opa on it. That's her favorite fish. And it's this giant chunk of opa on there. Just huge, just a wonderful deal. It's a they do a great job at Paella Fish Market. They this salad was delicious. It looked delicious. I get the fish tacos. They're amazing. Got to go with half rice, half potatoes on the sides. Don't do French fries. Don't do the other one. half potatoes, half rice. Way to go. They get a lot of it. It's delicious. You get the tacos with the mahi mahi tacos. You put the dragon sauce on it if you like. If you like a little bit of spice, it's not too spicy. But hey, whatever. That's the way to go, 100% way to go, Paella Fish Market. We find our parking spot. We pay the parking fee for the rest of the day for 4th of July. We go, we eat. I have a beer. 
And people think it's super expensive out there. That was like 40 bucks. 40 bucks for a beer, two waters, and your meal. And we got lots of food for that. So, I mean, it's not like that crazy. Uh, It's really good food. It's not cheap fast food, you know? So, anyway, enough talk about the food. I could talk about Paella Fish Market and their food all day long. We're sitting there on the outdoor deck just watching all the people in the festivities. And we get done eating. We walk over this cool little seawall there in Lahaina at the marina where everybody goes out to go fishing where you walk down i mean fishing surfing uh and we're watching tons of surfers out there from beginners to to experienced people awesome man it was just a cool little community of surfers out there all super friendly no tensions no nothing it was it was cool uh it was a nice relaxing thing you know the sun's sun's getting lower we're sitting there watching the surfers just relaxing on the sea, like really comfortable seawall, a little live band playing in the background. And then, then we decide to go over to we're like, yeah, we want, we want to go dip in the water and kind of cool off before the fireworks. So we go, go down, probably we walk about four or five blocks to the town and, uh, no three, about three blocks, four blocks. Yeah. About that. Uh, go down there and, find this little beach access well it's in, it's right there next to one of the big resorts best thing about hawaii no private beaches oh yeah so these resorts can't take over and make them just all hoity-toity or snobby or whatever just like to them and not let you have fun on them so it just gives access to everybody anyway cool atmosphere is you've got the people at the thing you've got locals set up their camped out barbecue for fourth of july i've been there all day awesome awesome just a cool atmosphere we're swimming in the water and we turn around and see an awesome hawaii thing i mean one of the, another cool thing about hawaii is the people there are amazing we're we're uh we're we look back this baby is completely naked walking around and i'm not saying like completely naked as in like oh they changed his diaper just let him run around naked to swim I'm talking this baby has a full-on tan head to toe. Surfer hair. Mama's pregnant again with baby number two. They are all tan. And this baby obviously walks around like this all the time. And when I say baby, it's a young kid. Probably, I'm going to guess three. Three and a half, four. Between three and four. Three years old, somewhere around there. Just cruising, man. Naked. And I look back and I can't help but think like, what I mean that's awesome that's hilarious and awesome and you don't see it very often but what if that kid has to take a deuce I mean everybody's gonna get to see this kid take a deuce and every time like you know, at one point he's in the sand he's playing and he squats down in a squat stance and I'm like oh I mean what do you do like what do you do as a parent at that point like if if your kid's got to go to the bathroom because you know that that three-year-old is just gonna go I mean not gonna wait i'm gonna say hey mom i gotta go to the potty you know so anyway it didn't you know the, the baby did not they hung out they were barbecuing having a great old time with all their friends cool cool just cool sight to see all the surfers out there from girls going out to women to kid like you know young kids to adults to couples going out and paddle boarding awesome just hanging out in the water watching them had a really good day it's about i don't know right now it's about 6 30 we look at each other like do you want to just go back (laughs) just want to go back to the go get some ice cream and go back to the condo 
because, I mean, we're exhausted from the day. We're already tired now from the day, from the, being in the sun and swimming. We're, we're, we're starting to fade at 630. <clears throat> the sun's not even down yet. We're not even going to make it to the July 4th firework thing. That's not going to start till 8 or so, 830. 8 o'clock, we're back at the condo. We've got our ice cream. We try to watch some fireworks from the condo because we live right there on the water. And we end up just watching the Wild Country on Netflix. Uh, starting that, getting going down that ra- rabbit hole with Osho. So <coughs> we end up doing that with the screen door open, listening to the the Pacific Ocean waves crashing in right by our our, our porch there. And what a good time. Didn't even make it to our 4th of July thing. We're always in bed early in Maui regardless because we're filling our area full of stuff. We, we we leave the condo in the morning and we're back sundown. That's the way it goes. We barbecue there and then eat dinner. And that's that's life. We never come back there. Our, our condo doesn't have air conditioning. We would never know it's hot because we're always there in the coolest parts of the day. So... That was day one. That's what we filled our July 4th with. We celebrated America by doing America things and laying on the beach and getting sun and eating coconut candies and just thinking about that, them, America and how we're in Hawaii and Hawaii's part of America. That's what I do it. Yeah. And I had a beer. So that makes America Day right there. That was day one of our adventures. Day two get up go uh, what are we doing oh day two was hiking Haleakala the thing we didn't get to do on our first trip we wanted to hike this thing and we went up there the first time it was so cold Uh, it was raining it was cloudy in late November early December rainy cloudy and rained the whole four days we were there. We could never hike this 12-mile hike that we wanted to do and see a volcano. I mean, how many chances you get to see a volcano? So we wanted to do this and see the volcano and hike it and get all the sights in up there and, you know, adventure. So we set our sights out to do that. We look up some trails and a little confused on how to do it and what trail to take So because they all kind of wind in together up there. So we, we have an idea what we want to do. We know it's this 12-mile hike, and we're going. We, set our, we, we get our breakfast, go buy a paella coffee shop, of course. Shout out. Banana bread. And uh, we head out to, the, to Haleakala, all ready to go. This time, I got my little wind pants on and a long sleeve shirt to protect me from the cool winds. Just a little better than the first time we went up there in the rain when it's 30 degrees and I have shorts and a tank top on so <laughs> yeah so here we go Pack, backpacks full of food we got our meals you know well full of food we got snacks and we got meals for it we got water got it, her camera everything we need we set out to hike this this trail as we go up we stop at the very first one and uh, they say we got a hitchhike that starts to wake, make Kim nervous the, the hitchhiking just to make my wife a little nervous uh, the hitchhike part I'm thinking this is going to be a cool adventure she's thinking I don't want to hitchhike hitchhiking is dangerous which her brain fires off a little different her brain fires off like that you know that's not safe my brain fires off adventure safe goes like 
way back like third or fourth. I like to say I'm, I'm, uh, oh, I forgot how I put it. I'll come back to that later because I know we talked about it on the way there. But, um, anyway, I'm thinking this is going to be a fun adventure. So we get up to, they, we got a, she said, the, the park ranger suggested parking the car at this first trail that, we're, the, that it ends on. And then hitchhiking up to the top, hiking down. And I say top, you hike down and you hike back up. And you'll hear more about that in this story for sure. But we go, we park our car. She's nervous. I'm like, okay, if this is going to happen, you really want to do this hike, don't you? And she's like, yes. If, I, if she didn't want to do the hike, I wouldn't have done the hitchhike. Let's clarify that. I'm not this guy making anybody do anything. Uh, she really wanted this 12-mile hike. Like, she's bound to determine. This is how determined she is. As nervous as she was about hitchhiking, she's willing to hitchhike to do it. So we get we we park the car we walk across and we're now I'm hitchhiking and talk about a weird feeling the first time ever hitchhiking do I stick my thumb out do I stick my leg out do I show skin what do I do I don't know I don't know how to hitchhike this is my first time ever doing it so first car comes by I sort of like half stick my hand out with my thumb like sort of half like I'm sort of hitchhiking kinda wanna ride I sort of wanna ride guy like up to the top (laughs) and you know, uh, Tim said, Tim tells me, you know, you got to get us a ride. You know, she tells me if we're going to do this, you got to do this. Like you can't be just doing it halfway. So I'm fully committed now. Next car comes by these go, go gadget arms as she liked to call them really long arms. I got the arms of like a six, four guy on a five, nine frame. I stick him out, and I got my thumb out, and I'm like, give me a ride now, full on. Ah, he passes us up. Then the next car passes up. Probably about four or five cars go by. She's getting more nervous about this hitchhiking, like we're not going to be able to do it. I said, look, if in 20 minutes we don't get a ride, we'll get in the car, go back up, and we'll just hike a bunch of trails up there, and then we'll, we'll have a good time anyway. It'll be a good time. She says, okay. <clears throat> I guess about five minutes later. Stick out my thumb. This couple just stops. Get in their car. It's an awesome hitchhiking ride. I mean, wife is just talking up a storm, making friends, as she always does. Everywhere we go, she makes the most friends. It's incredible. It's an incredible sight. I can say that, and you can say that you're that way. I've never met anybody like her that way, where she makes friends. And her friends, our friends, will attest to just how incredible she is at doing this. But making friends, we're talking on the way up about everything. And then they just say halfway up, they're like, we're, oh, just to, let us know where you want us to drop us off. We're like, we want to be dropped off at the observatory at the top. Isn't that where you're going to the peak? She goes, oh, we were, look, we were just looking for, we were looking for the bike tour. I was looking for the bike tour. So I explained to him the bike tour is down there and they drive you up and stuff. But he didn't even know where he was going. And he just stopped and picked up these people on the side of the road so he takes us up to the top another like I guess five ten minutes or so of driving uh, after that conversation and we go to the top and park and they go thanks this is the first time we've ever picked up hitchhikers thanks for not being weird and we laughed and said you know thanks for not being weird to us this is our first time ever hitchhiking so at this point we get out and I mean we feel like full on 100% like we've made it to the top of professional backpackers now because we've hitchhiked 
and we have no choice but to start this trail and go down. So if it rains, guess what? We're, hike, we're hiking down the trail. It doesn't matter. Right now, we are legit professional backpackers about to embark on an awesome journey. That's the way I do it in my mind. Awesome journey. It's like a movie. Like a movie in my mind. You know, we're doing a movie like we're hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah. This is going to be great. So, anyway, go in and get the map. Talk to the guy. He says, if you do it under five hours, you're extremely fast. I've done it in a little over four just to prove a point. It can be done. Awesome hike. Here you go. This is what you do. Hike around the crater. That makes it the 12 and a half miles. This is what's going to be. This is, you'll get to see everything. Cool deal. And we're on our way. Hike a little bit. It looks like just a regular old trail. Like just your average old, regular old, you know, lava rock trail. You know, like every day. No, but it's well taken care of the start. And it kind of looks like any sort of national park little trail there. And then you... You come over the edge, and it is just gorgeous. Like, you're above the clouds. You see everything. It's desert on one side. And then at the top, you can start to see where the vegetation starts going. Because on the other side is a rainforest that goes to the Pool of the Seven Gods. So, we're there. And uh, that's where we're beginning our journey. You know, that's where the, the trail really gets going. And it's awesome. It's just a cool view. It's hard to explain. You don't think desert could be that beautiful, but it's like very awe-inspiring and just it's magical. The the way everything is just there and uh, the way the island came up from that. You know, everything you're walking on came up from this this substance. You know, this volcano. So super cool, awesome. Uh, we go along our hike. It's this rock rock sand. Really cool hike. Uh, the only negative to that hike was that you're walking and you get this like these rocks in your shoes. And I don't know if boots would help it or not, but I can tell you one thing: rocks in your shoes, not fun to walk in like that, especially when you're wearing low tops and nobles. So anyway, we're hiking down this trail. We get used to the rocks. We're like every time we dump them out, they go right back in. So we just power through it, you know. We suck it up, buttercup. And we keep our feet moving. So moving along this trail. And you see on the map where they have these uh, these cabins out there. And I'm like, these cabins, it, it's so remote. There's no water. There's no nothing. This is going to be cool to see. So I want to see these cabins. We hike through. First off, we get to the crater. And we get to see where the lava comes out. And walk around the crater where it blocks the wind. And you can hear everything. And it's like silent they say they call it the deprivation area because it's so it's so uh so silent in there i mean i don't know about that but it's super cool it's very pretty and very awesome glad we did it if you do that hike definitely do that walk around it so we go around this this crater it's awesome uh coming around the other side the the terrain starts to change so you start to change to more more uh dirtish dirt dirt packed type trail um still the sand's mixed in there but less rocky i should say and it's getting more fine and you know so less rocks getting stuck in your feet and whatnot but um i come up to the sign my zipper gets stuck on my pant guess where my map is on my phone in my pant pocket the one pocket of my pants and i'm not talking stuck like kind of stuck i'm talking like that thing was locked in so I had to sit down and rip the zipper and break the zipper on my pants and get the map out. So we get the map out. 
head on the right trail, and uh, we're headed down to see this condo. And on the way there, uh, we eat while we're walking because we move pretty quickly while we're hiking. We don't like to just sit there and take a lot of time. Just our preference. If you like to take a lot of time, take a lot of time. Uh, you'll get less worn out. And that story will come in at the end of the day, too. You'll get less worn out and can do things later in the day. Um, but we were walking, and there's grass. Uh, it start, start to get grass. Uh, it starts to mist. We walk through clouds. I mean, how many times can you say you've walked through a cloud? I'm sure lots of people can, but, uh, well, I mean, not a high percentage of people. Surely they can't say that they walk through clouds. But we haven't seen a lot of people on this trail walking the whole thing like we have. We saw some people at the start, and we see nobody at all for a long time probably eight miles nobody last person we saw was eight miles ago and we're walking and the train's changing it's awesome like the grass is growing you're starting to get vegetation you're starting to get these little birds run out in front of your feet and you see geese fly over and you're walking through the clouds and it's just super cool and you see the like edges of the volcano in the distance that just look CGI'd in there. It looks like something from Jurassic Park, like coming in, like the helicopter ride coming in or whatever. So we, we do that. Uh, we go through, we see all that stuff, and we make it to the cabin. And as we make it to the cabin, uh, it's exactly what you think. It's a cabin in the middle of a volcano with an outhouse. And there's several cabins out there where you can camp. And I'm wondering, what do you do to camp? Because just to get back to the vehicle, it's 3.8 miles of a hike. And I'll explain how hard that hike is in a second. But 3.8 miles of a hike to your car. Then you have to drive another 30, 45 minutes to a store to get something. So, I mean, you better have all your stuff packed. There's nothing to do other than hike this, these two or three specific trails on the top, top of this volcano. So... I'm just thinking how cool a sunrise would be if you come out of this this thing and it's just cool looking. It's it's interesting. I would totally do it for a couple nights. It'd be awesome. Maybe one night. I don't know, a couple nights might be too much. I mean you kinda of seen everything after that. But anyway, super cool to see that little campsite there in the middle of the volcano. So remote. It's the most remote one I've seen, so we pass that, we we take the right trail towards our deal and we're off on our journey. Now walking on dirt through grass. And in the distance, we see this mountain. And my wife says, look at the trail that, the, look at the trail that they made. Uh, somebody made up there. That's gnarly. I mean, look at those switchbacks. And it was. It was like straight up. She's like, I'm glad we're not going over there. And I said, I think we are going over there. She goes, there's no way. That's way more than three miles. Like, that looks like three miles to that mountain right there. And I said, I don't know of any other trail. That looks like our trail. Like, I think we're headed there. She says, you're crazy. Well, we keep hiking, and guess what? That's our trail. Yeah. So, we start these switchbacks. And I think, you know, it's at the top. Our car's right on the other side. Uh, try four false summits. And you're not, you're going up like, I looked on my All Trails app, 95% grade, 88% grade. The lowest was like 77% grade. But these switchbacks just keep going, and they're like straight up. And you, you don't walk around just one side of the mountain. You walk around all sides of this mountain, it seems like. And it's never going to end. It felt like we walked 12 miles just up the mountain. 
gnarly. We had to keep our legs pumping. We're starting to get tired. It was pretty pretty intense there for a little bit. Uh, no signs. This the whole trail's like you have signs to let you know that you're on this trail. This part there's no signs at all right now. Uh, she's starting to doubt whether we're on the right trail. Like, please tell us we're on the right trail because we've walked forever. We're lost. I know we're lost. That's what she says. I know we're lost. Well, she didn't say it. Kind of thinking it, but I'm like, I'm looking at it. The map doesn't do it justice. I'm looking at the map going, I mean, I know we're on the switchbacks and this seems like the spot we're supposed to be, but it doesn't really draw the switchbacks very well through this mountain because there's way more than on this. There's way more than like two squiggles on this thing. But we keep pumping, keep positive, positive mind up, you know, between me and her. We're both positive thinking. We are marching on to our vehicle. And we get there and we look over the edge. We stop for just a second, like we're hiking. I stop for a second to turn around and make sure she's doing good behind me. And we both look over the edge and it's just beautiful. You see the pasture that we just walked through into the desert, into the mountains, into the volcano. You can see the crater. It's just beautiful. It just like refreshes, and then we realize we still have to keep walking uphill. And so, back we go. And we're off. Marching, 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 marching. Uh, one foot in front of the other. And I see this spot on the map, I say, okay, if this is the spot I'm thinking of, we should turn this corner, and in somewhere around 500 meters, we should see the sign that we have been looking for and we turn and we're walking and I'm like, oh, please don't be a false summit. Please don't be a false one. And we come over and there's the sign. Oh, the relief, the euphoria of seeing that sign at that moment was awesome because we were exhausted. Uh, we, were, we weren't showing it because we act tough, you know. We were like, yeah, no, we're, we're good. But no, we were pretty tired. We had all these plans. So on the hike... We had talked about all these plans. We're going to go to the beach afterwards. We're going to do this. We're going to get poke. We're going to go see this site. We're, you know, maybe go boogie board or surf or snorkel. You know, we've got all these things planned. That we're talking about all the things we're going to do after the hike because so far up until that point, it had been a breeze. And we we get to that sign. And now we're like, oh, 700 meters to our to our vehicle. Awesome. It's all straight uphill still. So here we go. 700 meters, all still up, straight uphill. Um, we get, we, we get, come around this other corner and we can see the car still way up there. It's up, like up a mountain. We were walking up this mountain to our car and you can see it. And so it's like each step you get a little closer, but you feel like you should be at the end, but you're not at the end yet. You still got to keep moving. Longest 700 meters ever. So we we get up to the parking lot, and I mean, it's just a relief and an awesome thing to go. Look, we look back. We just completed that journey. We just went through a 12 and a half mile hike through a volcano. We saw some of the coolest things that we'll ever see. Awesome time. Can't even explain like the feeling when you get done with a hike like that. Is amazing. It's so much. It's so awesome because it's not the hike that's the fun. That that's fun. It's the journey through. Like it's the journey. It's not the finishing the hike. That I should say. It's not the finishing the hike. You don't go like, oh, I accomplished this. You get done and go. That was a fun journey. Like I got to see that. I got to walk through that. The journey is so awesome. 
I'm really glad it's over because I'm tired, but this is good. We hiked it in four and a half hours uh, with our little breaks, so uh, fairly quick. I think we could have done it faster, but uh, if we'd have just like set our mind to speed doing it, but we stopped and took pictures and whatnot, but you know, super fun, super awesome. We get back to the car and we're almost just, we're just like, oh, we just, we just want to relax and sit down. All we want to do is sit down sit down we sit down in our car uh our rental car after getting loaded up and we head back down and we go to whole foods get some opa and some tuna and some calamari steaks and we grill and watch more of wild country and go to bed because that was our day that was a full day's worth of stuff it was it was awesome. Or we we actually didn't go straight to bed. We sat and relaxed on our condo, you know, watched the the ocean and whatnot, and then watched Wild Country when the sun went down. Uh, well, the sun went down shortly after, but hey, that's what we did because we were exhausted. We had a great time. It was awesome. Would, wouldn't trade that for anything. I go back and hike that volcano again. It's crazy cool, uh, cool observatory. Highly suggest it. Haleakala, Ho- Maui, a must. For backpackers and hikers to go check out. Really cool. Uh, really cool place. Even if not, they got cool little short trails for kids. Cool little short trails for adults. You know, if you just don't want to, you can just walk up to the summit and look over and see all that cool stuff and not have to wear yourself out. Still go to the beach the next. So it's whatever, you know, it's whatever you want. They've got everything there to have an adventure of any sorts of any kind uh, that you want. It's so much fun. I can't tuck up Maui enough. Like I said, a piece of our souls live there. I'm, I'm probably there right now. I mean, being back at work is like, man, can I be working in Hawaii? My mind always goes back to Hawaii. It brings me happy thoughts like smiles, you know? It goes back to Hawaii or Utah. Love Utah. Santa Barbara, pretty cool too, though. I mean, we've been to all sorts of cool places uh, on our adventures and see, met all sorts of cool people, but... The craziest thing is, is that that waterfall would have never been met if by, without talking to locals. So whenever you go a place, highly suggest just going into the culture, talking to people, figuring out what's cool around the area, getting advice about what to do, and then just doing it. Like if you want to go on that hike, if you see something, don't pass it up. I say don't pass it up because when is the next time you're going to be there? When are you going to get the chance to do it again? When are you going to chance to see it? You know. Fortunately, we were able to go back and do that hike and it gave us a fulfillment we said now we can leave Maui with a smile not that we wouldn't leave Maui with a smile anyway but we can leave fulfilled knowing that you know we got to really see the things we wanted to see in Maui so talk to locals find out where they go find out their thing make friends so much fun so enjoyable uh, that's what that's what life's about Life's about the adventure is what I say. And I just made that up now to sound some sort of like philosopher or something. Smarter than I am. Uh, but life is truly about adventures for us. We had a blast. Uh, I hope you get out and visit Maui sometime. I'll do another podcast with her. We'll talk about Maui again and kind of revisit this and talk about the other things that we did. We went surfing. We did uh, a bunch of other things. Um the whole time we were there. King's Highway. That was a fun little hike. And an interesting thing happened on that. 
that we can talk about with her. I need her to talk about it because it'll make the stories just so much better. Uh, if not, I can tell it, but you know, it'll be fun with her. So we'll save that for her. So anyway, this has been the first podcast. I hope you enjoy it. If you listen to it, um, if there's any sort of feedback review thing on this site that I'm posting it on anchor or on iTunes, I'm going to try to post it on iTunes. Uh, if there's any sort of way to give us feedback, rate it and give us feedback. I would love to hear if I suck, if it's good, you know, whatever. Just let me know. I'm going to post a link in the Instagram to this to this thing. Or actually my wife is because she knows how to do all that stuff. Uh, we'll post a link to it. And hopefully you enjoyed the journey of Maui through our eyes. My name's Aaron. It was uh it's nice to have you along and we'll see you next time. Till then.